chasing me from every direction From the sky From the sky Saul Williams is a poet, a rapper, an actor, and soon to be a director. His new album is called Encrypted and Vulnerable. It's part two of the Martyr Loser King saga. He made some time out of his very busy schedule to talk to me about all of it. I want to talk about the project at large and then focus in a little bit. There seems to me, as a listener, to have been a shift in tone between, let's say, the the first, the way the first portion of Martin Luther King looks at technology and the way the second uh, part looks at it. You seem to be less optimistic about how technology can be used hmm. in as a tool of resistance, I guess I would say. Ah, it's an interesting observation. You know, I, I don't know if I've shared this, but so... Yes, there are three albums in the Martin Luther King uh, project. So the first album, Martin Luther King, I don't know if I would call that stuff optimism, but yes, there is definitely uh, you know the idea of 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 this hacker mm-hmm. that's present there. The second album that just was released recently, Encrypted and Vulnerable, is really just uh, more of an insider perspective. In fact, what's happening is that because all these lyrics and stuff are pulled from the graphic novel and the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So really, the first album is from the perspective of a character named Madaluza. And the second album is really from the perspective of Neptune. And Neptune actually has an insider perspective to the virtual world because in classic like sci-fi terms, we'd call her a cyborg. Yeah, She's not actually a cyborg, but she has the same powers that we would give to a cyborg. She can seep into the virtual space uh, without any device um, and, and has access to the network at large. And so what she's learning to express, and that's what you hear in a lot of the lyrics for Encrypted and Vulnerable, yeah. is her making a distinction between what she's observing as she's like literally reading algorithms and trying to make sense of of what she sees in this virtual realm. And so, yeah, maybe it's less optimistic and it's it's more of a meandering eye. This is the inaugural ceremony of the disenchanted, the lovesick and overpowered. You can charge your world with this. You off the grid now. Here is an inconsistent brand of nation states being used by corporate identity. An unrelenting conversation of why you will rob you and call it love. I love that this whole project, you mentioned the the graphic novel, you mentioned the album, you mentioned the screenplay. I love that this is so immersive. Uh, Why why did you want to make sure that this was kind of a feast for not just the eyes and not just the ears, but for, you know, your whole being? It's something that I love, right? I mean, like when you read uh, Octavia Butler for the first time and say you read, uh, I don't know, Mind of My Mind or Pattern Mm -hmm. Master or something and you're like, there's a sequel? There's another one I can pick up? The story continues? Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Right? It's exciting. And so for me, who's working in all these different, you know, worlds of media and what have you, one, um, I really wanted to give myself the challenge of seeing something through. All of my books of poetry, for example, have always been concept oriented. You know, yeah. um, but I've never really gone through the process of writing a novel, of, of, of having a full out story. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there's there's a story in the Dead MC Scrolls. There's a story in Said the Shotgun to the Head. There, there's even a personal story in She. Um, so th- there is that sense. But I really wanted to, to stretch my ability to like actual storytelling. 
And so in terms of all the different mediums, um, that's more like waste management. Normally I'm working on a book over here, an album over here, and doing some <laughs> acting over there. And I wanted all of my talents to go towards the same concept. So I just needed a broad enough concept that I could feed you know, yeah. all this energy into and talking about technology, talking about um, the role of, of gender uh, in society, talking about uh, the relationship between like the imperialist nation and the exploited nation, talking about all of these things have everything to do with today and now. And so and that's why I chose to, to conceptualize this story is because I wanted to find a way to address all the stuff that I see happening uh, uh, on an, in an everyday sense without preaching. And so fiction allows me to do that. They took my cells without my knowing and recut the keys to the kingdom. Changed locks. Virgin manga. Handmade and misbehaving, the cradle of civilization, inspiration, information. Imagine that. I knew all about the bullshit. Spray paint on walls for the moment. Sell the wall in the gallery to hold it. My humanity like that. They bought and sold it. You're listening to Vocal Radio. I'm Jill Hopkins. Joining me in the studio to talk about his new album, Encrypted and Vulnerable, it's Saul Williams. Because it's a three-album project, because you have these these things that are a cohesive story, my mind says that you knew how this all would end before you gave us even the beginning. Is that a fair assessment, or is this something that evolves and changes as time goes on? I would say that both statements are true. Okay. Right? Um, there's no concrete knowledge of how things would end. Like I had no sense that when I chose to focus on Burundi and on the idea of... Um, you know, political conflict and unrest in Burundi. When I started writing that in 2012, I didn't know that their president would make the actions that he took in 2015 yeah. in acting the, 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 the craziness that I was writing about in 2012. And when the album was released in 2016, things were and still are full on in Burundi as a result of uh, their president in Kuruziza, um, who has, uh, you know, basically... Um, taken on this dictatorial stance and 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 as a result the the number of refugees that have you know the people that have chosen to leave the country for safety and what have you i'm working with a lot of uh burundian refugees in rwanda uh on this project i had no i, I thought i was writing fiction you know when i started writing this no i did not imagine donald trump would be president. I don't think that um, anyone of us could have right. imagined. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't imagine that, you know, the the question and the rise of fascism on a global scale, uh, the, the question of white ethnic nationalism and white supremacy, that that would be part of the global dialogue. I didn't realize that the stuff that I'm writing about, I mean, I knew that it would be part of what we're talking about, but I didn't necessarily imagine that it would be what the what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But but on the other hand, I mean that's what it's for. You know, you want the work to be prescient. You want you want the work to 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 engage with the moment. And and yeah, sometimes sitting back, uh, you know, and realizing and choosing something that that is going to stay there and it's only going to get more and more clear with time just makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I appreciate that you are ever evolving and, and ever changing with and taking, you know, current affairs as they come and not just, you know, being unwavering in, in something because your creativity demands. No, I mean, the main thing that's happening and that's that has happened while I've been working on this is that, 
you know, like I'm, I'm browsing my timeline. I'm super engaged in, in the observation and the reading and educating myself about what's going on globally, not just in this country. And, and sometimes, yeah, I have responses or I have things that I want to say. And instead of tweeting them, I put them in the dialogue. Yeah. I put them in the project and say, if it's relevant now, it'll be relevant then. Yeah. I notice that anytime I truly engage with something, whether it's reading a book or uh, working on music or um, a great conversation or a great meal, whatever I, whenever I become truly engaged, I forget about that thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm working for yeah. is, is the thing that's like, oh, yeah, 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 I should probably check and see if I got any messages, <laughs> you know? And so I just work towards that. So my engagement is less of a restriction of like, this is the time to be away from the phone. I'm more like, this is the time to focus in on this. And I try to get to that point because usually when I focus in on that, like it's working, I'm kind of engaged, I'm, you know, I'm checking in and da, 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 da. And then something happens, something clicks and I'm into it. Yeah. And then, wow, two hours passed and I'm really into this thing. And, and that's, that's that's what I'm working towards. This is Vocalo Radio. I'm Jill Hopkins. Joining me in the studio, poet, writer, activist, MC, and actor, Saul Williams. I wanted to talk about your acting career because I think mm-hmm. that you are really great at it in addition to being, you know, all the other things that you're really great Thank at. You. Every time your name comes up when I'm talking, oh, I got this interview with Saul Williams, people say, you're like, oh, he's so insightful. He's so stimulating. He's so introspective and wise. I'm like, but the brother's also funny. <laughs> like, let the man yeah, be funny. I feel, yeah, they're too heavy in their, you know, <laughs> observation. It's so heavy. No. Does, does acting, do you get to just, is that fun for you to just like get to be somebody else and, and get to you acting know. is my first love, I love and so that. I do actually have a film coming out next Tell year me more. Um, yeah, yeah it's called Aquila's Escape it's directed by Charles Officer that's what I'll okay. say for now I'll, um, I'll accept yeah, this embargo. I shot it in, in uh, last May and June in Toronto it's it's an extraordinary uh, film I'm playing Aquila there's some wonderful talent connected um, I also did some work on the music you're gonna be happy yeah. this is very uh, it's a very cool project so there's some acting stuff coming out nice and then yeah of course i'm about to jump into my first job as a director Ooh, that's exciting i love telling people what to do (laughs) (laughs) how did you decide that you wanted to to be that's part of the whole that's part of this whole project you know the whole martin luther king thing for me on a personal thing was about me challenging myself to accomplish some of the stuff creatively that I've always wanted to do. Like I said, to like write a full out story with characters mm-hmm. um, and also to to write a musical. And the only way that I know that I'm going to be happy about how this thing is done is if I do it. So mm-hmm. I didn't really come up with dreams of wanting to direct, but I have engaged myself to, you know, over the years to figure out, well, how would I be able to do this? And it has so much to do with team building and surrounding yourself with with wonderful, you know, experts in their own fields and what have you. And 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 so I'm working with a, a bunch of people that that give me more and more confidence in in the possibility of being able to execute this thing uh, in accordance with the vision that I've had of it. Yeah. And and so um so yeah, I'm leaving next month to go to Rwanda to uh, build the set and then to to shoot. Neptune Frost. 
This is such my a, first feature. What an exciting an time in yeah. your career. Yeah. And your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you seem really happy. I am. I am. I am. I love this. I I wish you continued success, uh, and I thank you for always making time for us when you're here it's in town. It's a pleasure. Thank you for making time yeah. for me. They tell you to be careful of what you watch, be careful of what you read, be careful of what you believe. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. It's a world of caution that surrounds you. What will they teach? What will you learn? To survive.